Bildungsentwicklung Tanz, ein Forschungsprojekt konzipiert, gestaltet und realisiert von Paul Fossa. Heute mit Robert Schulz. Hello, today we are with Robert Schulz. Hello, Robert. Hello, Paolo. <laughs> Robert is a freelance dancer, performer, and dance teacher. He also worked as a dramaturg and project manager. He studied journalism and English philology. He is also founding member of the association Future Move and a member of the other association Dancers Without Borders. Uh, would you like to add any information? Was okay for you? I think this sums it up quite well. <laughs> cool. So first of all, thank you very much for agreeing to do this interview for my platform, Bildung Entwicklung Tanz, Educational Development Dance. And of course, thank you for your precious time. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad you're here. So I will immediately start with the first question and hear the first question. So how does education relate to dance for you? Um, I think this is a very broad, very wide question. Um, When I first read it, I was really like, oh, okay, um, I really have to think about it. Um, otherwise I'm going on and on and on and on. And, um, I think to answer the question, I think it's very important to, um, to, to talk about what do we understand, um, when we talk about education and what do we understand as dance? I mean, Dance, of course, we can say, okay, is, is there a, is it more informal? Is it a recreational purpose that we're following? So dancing in our free time, going to a club or, um, or the ballroom dancing, maybe after a um, graduation ceremony, for example. Um, or is the purpose a performance? So the way how we, talk about these two things are very different, very different um, purposes, very different contexts. And then, of course, we also have to talk about education and ask ourselves, okay, um, what's the purpose of the education? Is it, a, is it about professionalization, for example? And since um, your podcast is what it is, um, I would talk about the professionalization. <laughs> um, and here I think we, there are many ways, of course, how to educate, educate yourself as a dancer. We can do it in a very formal way and we can do it in a very informal way. Um, an informal education for me is For example, like every one of us is basically educated in an informal way how to dance. Like it, it starts at a very young age and it has to do with how we grow up, what kind of music we listen to 
It has to do with how we watch our parents, how they move, how they dance maybe together at our birthday party or our graduation ceremony. So this already has a very big influence in how we move, what kind of rhythms we are used to, what parts of the body do we use. Um, this, of course, is very much related to culture. And I think especially nowadays where maybe some of the, or some of these people out there in the world decide to, to professionalize and to, to go for a formal education. Um, then they all come together and we have all these people who already have a kind of informal everyday education in moving and dancing. And we kind of have to find a common ground within the formal education. Um, and this formal education, um, for me can be, of course, a university course or a course at the school. Um, which would be, from my perspective, the most formalized way of educating yourself as a dancer. But it can also be just a workshop or a open training. Um, both if you have already completed your formal training at the university, but also if you never did a formal training. Um, for me, this is or a formal education at the university program. Um, so formal for me is this, is this context of coming together with the teacher, with other students or with one or more teachers and to, to um, look at a certain system, for example, that someone um, like gives to you in, in the workshop um, they are teaching. So this is, this is the formal way, let's say, for me. Um, I think in order to become a professional dancer, there are very, there are a lot of ways to, to do it. Um, both formal and informal play a very big role in how we can think, um, education and how we should also think education, especially this, thing that I said in the beginning that um, everyone who's in a studio comes already with a with a um, certain kind of informal education uh, which depends on your cultural background on your everyday life on the way how you are in contact with movement with body uh, with music also and um and of course also what did you do already before in a class did you do did you do a formal training at the university before or did you do a pre-education before you go to the university or did you just decide to train yourself or train with workshops here workshops there there are many many different ways and i think this is um in this way, it's also a good question as a start because, um, especially later on when we are working in the professional field, um, we don't know with whom we are going to work. Like some people come from a dance education, some people come from a physical theater education, 
some people never um, took part in a formalized education because maybe they're being excluded because from the established institutions, um, they are seen as not capable of doing the formal training. But there are nowadays many, many examples of performers who prove the opposite. And I think um, this is something that is very important nowadays to think about it. Thank you. Thank you. So I will jump immediately to the second question. Your curiosity and versatility has always distinguished you since your university days. This eclectic characteristic has also rewarded you after your graduation as a professional dancer. According to your experience, how important is it to have a broad education in order to better understand reality as a dancer and to be able, even in difficult situations such as the last two years of pandemic, not to lose courage, but to create maybe new opportunity or rethink uh, the profession, but also yourself? I think the answer to this question somehow lies already in the question also. Um, I think the broader your knowledge is, um, the bigger the possibility to, to be resilient, to, to find solutions to problems, issues that you're facing. So in my situation, um, as you also just just mentioned, I, I came to dance very late. Um, I was never very a sportive person during during school. Um, even my teacher back then, he he told me in the end, ah, it's really a pity you're leaving because you were never good, but you were always trying your best. And um, and I only got in, in touch with with dance very late in my teenage years, and then I started um, with a more formalized training in contemporary dance and somatic practices uh, in the beginning of my twenties, coming to to classical ballet with only twenty five, so one year before I started my professional education at uh, Folkwang in Essen, and. Be, so before I um, started my formal education, I studied something else. Um, I did. Uh, I worked in the theater pedagogical field. Um, so I worked with a lot of non-professionals, but it had also a big part of dramaturgical work. I worked in service. So I had to kind of deal with life already in many, many different ways. <laughs> Um, and I was watching a lot of theater um, because I was working at the entrance of different theaters in Berlin. So I also had the chance to to um, to see a lot of different handwritings when it comes to performance art, let's say. And and so I had already a broad pers or a broader perspective on art on performance art and i also had a professional experience as a person who's being paid for something what they're doing in order to sustain their life and i think this was a big difference to my colleagues to my fellow students with whom i started to study because 
for them. Some of them, they came from small villages in Italy or they came from another continent where, where art is different, where culture is different, where social ways of interaction um, is different. And, um, and many of them also didn't have so much contact to different artistic handwritings. So I started this education and I was struggling a lot with this, um, formalized way of, um, this is the art and this is how we do it. And the education at Folkwang back then was still very, very traditional, which had a lot to do with the professors who were still there because they were, um, first or second generation of Pina Bausch dancers. So of course they, they, um, were already a certain age and had a lot of experience, which made them also very strong in their, in their position. Um, so for many of my fellow students, this was often the only truth that they would follow. And for me, this was always difficult because I already had so many different references that I would relate to. And so this was sometimes a bit like crashing, let's say. My university time was not always the easiest. Um, but, um, I was lucky then during the last two years of the pandemic because uh, I could just simply react. You know, I, before we started, I did a meditation session to, uh, to clear my mind a bit. And uh, I, I used this app and they were talking about water and how water is just reacting to, to its environment and always finding its way. And somehow I thought, Oh, wow, this just fits so much. Because, um, my experience and, um, the, the fact that I already had a quite big reference system to understand reality, to understand what it means to be a professional, to have a professional job, what it, what art is in a global context also. I had, um, I had the privilege to to use this quality of water let's say to adjust to what is coming at me and uh, instead of being very much focused on what i want and what i was trained to do becoming a dancer actually even becoming a dancer at a company because this is what the educational focus mainly is focusing on um I was able not to follow this one direction. I was able to say, to, 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 to be like, okay, uh, what is the situation? What is coming at me? And what are my possibilities? And what am I interested in? So since I was already working in, in organization and administrative work in, um, leading groups and so on, I was able to, to, to just, it was easier for me to find a solution. And since I was always interested in administrative work and organization and, and writing and, and organizing, I could apply for a project management job and take over the position as project manager of the Freiraum of the Benjodripe company in Düsseldorf, which was 
which I decided recently to, to stop and to uh, going back being a performer and a teacher. Um, but these one and a half years were just so great for me as an artist because the, I was able to even broaden my experience. I was able to look at the, the, um, the system of art producing and networking uh, from a different position that I would not be able to take if I would have stayed a performer or a teacher. And this helped me now also for the future to understand what do I have to do if I'm, if I'm uh, negotiating a contract? How, when do I write my emails and when do I expect an answer? If I write an email to a pro project manager of a project that I'm working on Friday afternoon at four o'clock, I cannot expect to get an answer during the weekend because project managers, they like, if they have a fixed contract, they work from Monday to Friday. So if I want an answer before the weekend, I have to write it on Thursday, the latest. Because everything that comes in on Friday, is, it's, it's not working because on Friday you try to finish as a project manager, like all the stuff that you still have to do. So you don't have the time anymore, especially not at four o'clock. At four o'clock, I have a coffee with my colleagues and then I, I just finished the last bits for the week, you know, and I think this, this is just super helpful in order to prevent frustration in order to to also calm a bit down also understand that you can still be a dancer before some time you do something else for me i never lost this uh this um this identity as a dancer and i will never lose my identity as a dancer i'm not I will not stop being a dancer. Sometimes I hear from people, oh, I'm, I'm going now to transition. I'm like, transition? Like, what do you want to transition? Like, from, you just gained something. Transition for me, sometimes it's like I leave something behind. I don't want to leave this behind. I take it with me and I put something on top. And I see this with my colleagues with whom I graduated or who graduated. Um, after me now during the year of the pandemic and those who were open to to go other ways to to learn other stuff for them it's much easier also to apply for a grant or a scholarship um, it's easier for them to sustain their life to to earn money and they are also less frustrated about not dancing all the time they they are not questioning their identity as a dancer in in contrast it, it actually becomes stronger and stronger i never felt as much as a dancer and as an artist um as right now so yeah i i think the broader your knowledge, the, the easier it is for you to, to react to complexities of life in general, not just for dancers. Thank you. Thank you. Very exhaustive uh, answer. <laughs> no, it's, it's very important because um, 
talking about your example so that some other people can understand and you give very very clear example from from your experience and it's true yes if you write a mail uh, later on uh, you get this frustration and this of course make your life a bit more difficult and this is a, is the basic example for many other things that i think a professional dancer forget the life outside uh, i i also work for many years in theater and theater is a, a big bubble you're protected there and i start to know for example germany when i came out of the theater because if you live in the theater you work in the theater yes of course you go to the bakery you talk german somehow and whatever but your word is parallel so for this thank you so i have you were very fast your last question how do you think dance education should be in the future well this is actually a very big topic in my life because um as i mentioned before when i came to folkbang it it was uh very different back then and i um i was struggling a lot um also because i was socialized in a formal way uh, in dance in performance dance in berlin and i did somatics i did a lot of contemporary technique um a lot of release and flow work techniques and the education at folkbang is very or was very traditional had its ways it was always like this um and i was struggling but i told myself okay um this is the the chance that i got that was the school that that uh gave me a place to study so i will um if there is something that i don't believe in or where i think this is not how it how it should be how it works i will I will work on it. I, I will communicate. I will try to change the system because if we don't change the system, no one will like, it's just like this. It's like this in everything. It's also like when we look at the theaters and the contracts for guests and so on as dancers, as professional people, we have to act. And I think as a student, you have to act. And, um, what was very beautiful um that was that it kind of worked like um it was good for me because i reflected a lot on what do i expect from an education and um and i was reflecting a lot on technique and on on what is important for me as a dancer what is my identity as a dancer but also the the um some of the professors were very open to it and even took advice or um took some of the input i i gave and um and they are sometimes still talking to me also about it and um i was very happy that many people also um joined in in this and i think a very um a very big uh thing or a very important thing for the future is mentoring I think professors at um in dance programs they have to understand what does it mean to mentor someone who wants to acquire a professional career as an artist not just as a dancer as dancers we are not just I mean of course we study a handcraft this is a very important part of a um of an education and I think we should not 
there was a reason why I decided to go to Falkwang and, for example, not apply for schools like HZT in Berlin um, because I wanted the technical training and I think it's important. Um, and I think also a certain amount of time spending on learning this technique is, is important and I think this should stay in the future. Um, but we have to change the way how we teach it. We have to guide people through the process of learning technique. We have to mentor them to help them understand how to find their own decisions. Even if the decision in the end is not the one that I would take, it's not mine to take. Like as in everyday life, if my, my partner doesn't want to do what I want him to do, well, that's his decision. I cannot expect it from them. And as teachers, um, we should always be very skeptical towards ourselves if we get frustrated because a student doesn't do something the way we want it. I always tell my students um, in the beginning of a course, everything I, I, I propose to you is a proposal. You can decide if you want to do it or not. Of course, I have a reason why I propose it because I think it's good for you. It's, it's healthy or it's, it's a nice way to understand how to express yourself artistically. But, um, but in the end, the student decides and I can talk with a student. I can ask the student why they do it differently, but, um, I cannot expect them to do it. I cannot put pressure on them because in the end, we want artists who take decisions as an artist and not as a puppet. And, and I think this is also very much connected to the fact that many, I mean, not all dance educations are located at the university, but there are, there are some. And, um, and I think we can borrow or we can look at public universities where especially humanities are being uh, taught. I studied humanities before and social science. And there, I, I remember my professors when we had a seminar, they were never telling us, no, it's like this. They were provoking us. They were provoking us to think. They were trying to make us aware of how one-dimensional sometimes our thinking was. They were not never giving a clear answer. They were always... um challenging us to to um to imagine different ways of answering and i think dance can only win and we as teachers can only win if we are open for this for this possibility i think something a teacher should never say and it happened to me during my education um a teacher should never say i know more than anyone else in this room yeah, maybe you studied uh, classical ballet and then you did your diploma. And of course, you have a lot of knowledge. And that's why you're the teacher. And that's why I'm coming here to, to learn from you, to study with you. But you never know the informal education of this person. You never know where, you don't know where this person comes from. Maybe you're having a physiotherapist standing in front of you who has a degree in gyrotonic 
and who can tell you, well, what you're telling me here is absolutely wrong. You know, like this can always happen to you. So never be too sure of yourself. And I think this is really something that that needs to change. Like we have to kind of dissolve this this hierarchy thinking, this hierarchical thinking, and and this this thinking of students owe me respect. You know, like I owe my students as much respect as they owe me because we're human beings and we want to work together. And the last thing, and then I'll finish. <laughs> I think we have to also question our idea of who is able to to uh, do an education as a dancer. We have to be much more inclusive, like body-wise, cultural-wise, cultural you know, it's it's like we got, we came a long way from classical ballet where people are until now, like up to, to now, people are being weighed and being like, looked at like me you know like we don't have to argue this this is a fact we can see it in all the scandals during the last years in vienna and berlin also and but still also at at contemporary dance schools we have this questioning of the the weight of people the shape of people and nowadays also like how many limbs someone has i i've seen amazing performers who who have just simply differently able bodies and and sometimes i'm like wow i i i cannot do this i don't have this performative quality and and i think this we really have to question the way how we we uh select people for the education Thank you. Completely agree. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so we arrived to our end, and well, thank you very much for your contribution. I hope your word and sharing of your experience and path inspire our listener. And may this short conversation result in new connection for a free and productive exchange of knowledge, and of course may this contribute to new discussion that enrich and improve the education system of dance and through dance. Thank you so much, Robert. Thank you also for the invitation. Das Forschungsprojekt wurde durch das Förderprogramm Distanzen finanziert. Distanzen ist Teil des Hilfsprogramms Tanz, das im Rahmen von Neue Start Kultur, einer Initiative der Beauftragten der Bundesregierung für Kultur und Medien, gefördert ist. Musik